Hi, it's Nick here from the Talk and Power podcast. We are proud to announce Auto One as our brand partner for the podcast. Auto One, it's the one. You can now order online with click and collect or get your order shipped. Head to www.autoone.com.au. Like us at the podcast, Auto One has a passion for cars and all things automotive. They understand your love of cars too. With great prices and the biggest brands you know and trust, they are sure to be able to help you with your project, whether it be replacing your wiper blades, fitting out your four-wheel drive with the latest gear, or rebuilding your dad's old HQ Holden. Not sure on how to install those spotlights? Don't panic. Just head to the website and click on the do-it-yourself videos, and Rico will talk you through the process. From Auto One in Albany, up to Auto One in Caratha, across to Auto One in Townsville, down to Auto One in Hobart, and over 50 stores in between. Auto One has a retail store nearby, with expert advice and the stock on hand. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with the team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, welcome to episode 93 of the Talk and Power podcast and I am your co-host Nick DeCimber and I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth. Todd, Simon, thanks for joining us guys. No worries Nick. Yeah, no worries Nick. How you guys been? Going well? Tired. Tired? Tired, yep. You'll tell us no doubt why in, in, in a moment but before we get too far into the podcast I just want to announce our latest winner Kathleen from Bellina, New South Wales. She takes home the $50 Auto One gift card so we'll get that out to you in the coming days. Kathleen, thanks for sharing and um, liking and commenting on episode 92 with Emma Begley on social media. You too can win a $50 gift card if you share this episode 93, the official Facebook post for episode 93 on Facebook. So like, comment and share. And you go in the running to win a $50 gift card from our friends at Auto One. And I've got to show you something from Auto One a bit later on, but I'll show it. I won't, I won't stop now. I'll show it a bit later on. It's a bit of a, you'll like it, Simon. I think you, you'll, you'll really enjoy it from our friends at Auto One. So you mentioned you're a bit tired, Simon. Tell us a little bit about what's what's happening in your world, especially with that project we've been talking about. We we uh, finally fired up the therapy on wheels Mercedes, <laughs> uh, and we're at the interior stage. So the car uh, drove for the first time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's getting closer, but uh, you know the hours to uh, put this thing together. Uh, just unbelievable. I'd say by the time we finish, we'll have a thousand man hours in it. Wow. Uh, incredible project. I, I mean, if you follow it on uh, social media, Therapy on Wheels, um, you can see the detail we've gone to. It's more than just a drag car. Uh, mm. It's it's really a you know a show car. And, and it's really about spreading the word, uh, you know, about raising money for cancer and, and about um, uh, giving the patients uh, something, you know, mm. uh, 
helping him through the the, uh, the hard road uh, that, that they have to take uh, unwillingly, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a good cause. And um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, companies like uh, ourselves, uh, uh, Speedflow, Davies Craig, WO Suspensions, just to name a few, uh, have gotten behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we all felt the same way that it was a worthy cause and uh, it's going to be great to see the smiles on, on the people's faces when Andy takes them for a drive. So I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. No, it's a very beautiful car and the people at Street Machine as well have take, they were out there the other day. Was that Boris that went out and took the it photos? It was. It was Boris. Boris, yes. yep. So we had him on a few absolute episodes ago. Champion. He's a absolute champion of a guy. Legend. Yep. So he, I noticed he took some photos and uh, they're on the Street Machine website. So if you go to streetmachine.com.au or whichcar.com.au, that'll take you there as well. And you can see some photos of it. Saying you that, know, we've also shared it on our social media as well. Yeah, and the guys at Street Machine, they are just awesome. They're going through a very rough uh, trot at the moment. Obviously, being based in Victoria with COVID, uh, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, they're... Uh, they're keeping their chin up and they're looking forward to the restrictions starting to get lifted uh, in, in a couple of weeks time. So they can start, you know, getting back to normal over there and, and carrying on doing what they do best. Uh, big shout out to those guys. They're, they're behind the project as well. They understand the significance of it. Mm. Um, and on that note, uh, you know, they, they posted up some stuff on social media and there was a, a, a few, as, as you're always going to get, you're always going to get a, um, a few haters out there. Uh, I'd like to point out that uh, the important part is the cause, the therapy mm. on wheels cause. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's been some people that have said that, um, you know, why don't you just buy an AMG? Uh, I don't know if there's any AMGs that'll make 707 standard. Maybe there is, but uh, they probably weigh about uh, four ton, maybe five ton, six ton, seven yep. ton, possibly, possibly an AMG Mercedes truck, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty confident that there's not any low nine-second AMGs out there. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, think, I, I think you're right. I don't think there's any out there. And if they are, good luck to you. And if you want to talk, <laughs> that's fine. But this, you've, missed, you've missed the point if you're going to talk, you're going to talk ju- ju- about uh, this car and, and its cause. So. And on that note, Nick, on that note, uh, I think it's, it's worth sharing this. Uh, you, you guys carry on. I'm just going to try and find this file. This is a this is a lack of prior preparation on uh, on my part. Uh, I'll just try and find this photo, and I'll share it. Uh, yeah, I found it. So I'm going to try and do this. I'm not very good at this high tech stuff, Nick. You know, that's all <laughs> you know right. Me. Uh, so this is the one. Let's do it. And you see there. Built mm. July 2004. There's a VIN number if anyone wants to do a revs check on it. <laughs> right. It says clearly Daimler Chrysler. Daimler Chrysler. So I'm going to argue that that, that motor uh, should have been factory fitted and shame on you Mercedes-Benz for not doing it. We did. <laughs> I, I had a chat with Rob, Rob, Midnight Bob, sorry, Midnight Bob on the radio Saturday morning about this. And, you know, we, 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 we gave our listeners a bit of a heads up and that got a bit of coverage actually Saturday morning. And, um, you know, he said, where, where is the motor from? And I said, it's from the Dodge family. I said, it's not that too dissimilar. It's, it's out of the cries of the factory. So yeah, take that, well, that to all the knockers. 
that car <laughs> was built during the Daimler Chrysler era. And I feel vindicated that the VIN number <laughs> says Daimler Chrysler above it. <laughs> so take that to AMG and ask him why the hell didn't they come out with Hemis from the factory? <laughs> right? So and the other thing is that this car is now officially a CLK 1320. Yeah. A like compressor. <laughs> I like that. I do like yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. That's 13, well played. 20. It is well played, isn't it? It's, it's now, listen, fun. fellas, uh, you know, we are uh, on a community uh, community radio station, so mm-hmm. I feel as though we should do uh, at least one community announcement every once in a while. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but the new laws are in. Yeah. So now, if you today, are driving your car and you touch your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. They shoot you. Yes, I believe they shoot you or, or you instantly yep. burst into flames, yep. uh, spontaneously combust. Uh, you get a longer a sentence and a bigger fine than doing a B&E, you know? Like, <laughs> I was going to say something else then, but I corrected myself. I, uh, we're nearly so it is a $2,000 <laughs> fine, I believe, and, and uh, loss of license. Is that mm. correct? Yeah. No, uh, now, no. I just, I'm looking, I've got no problems. If that's the law, that's the law. Yeah. Um, but what's the difference between that and changing the radio station? If you're, um, if you're driving, do not touch your phone mm. uh, because it is a very, very serious offense now. And, uh, yes. uh, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, you know, it seems a little bit strange that you can, play with your heater, change radio stations, you know, change the, mm. the, the song on your DVD player or, or well, you can't, I, I guess you can't touch your um, iPad, uh, sorry, I, uh, uh, what's the, the, the music one? I, <laughs> iPod. Yeah. iPod, 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 yeah. that's it. I guess you can't, you can't touch that. Surely not. No. So that even just, looks like a phone. <laughs> so. I'm gonna I'm gonna read out what the new penalties are. So as of tomorrow, first of September, drivers caught holding or touching their phone can, to make a voice call, will receive an increased penalty of five hundred dollars infringement and three demerit points. A higher penalty of a thousand dollar infringement and four demerit points will apply to plot to drivers who create or view a text or video, use video chat use other function or app on their phone that can result in a high level of driver distraction. So I guess it's kind of open there. So TikTok's yeah. definitely out of the question, people. Yeah. No TikTok. <laughs> no TikTok. Oh damn. There goes my, you know. <laughs> anyway, look, I mean, I don't, I don't have any issues with those, those sort of rules. I mean, at the end of the day, we shouldn't be using our phones in the car. It's, it's really- no, that's a hundred percent right. That's um, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, you know, I'm a I'm a, a strong advocate for uh, the Mark McGowan government. Mm. I think they've done an incredible job during COVID. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, if if this is if the minister feels that this is a way of raising revenue to pay back the money they've spent during COVID, well, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We should probably <laughs> move on. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, 
We should, we should move on. Now, we are a motoring podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, supercars. I'm, I'm disappointed, boys. I'm a little bit disappointed. And I'll, I want to preface with uh, what I'm saying by saying that I completely understand why they are no longer coming to WA. The cost of quarantining in Western Australia would have been high. Uh, completely understand that. And we completely respect that a lot of the teams want to get back to their families. So they're not in the position to get here after Bathurst. Bathurst is now the finale. It's been moved back a week and will be the finale. And the bend comes in as has been slotted in there. So that's great news for our South Australian listeners. We're really happy for you. However, the one thing, the one thing that I asked for I would have would have been nice if Barbagella and Tasmania, the fans at those two tracks, and even Sydney to a certain extent, got some sort of formal, um, you know, an announcement from mm. the from the team from not from the teams but from the sport, and also the government to say, unfortunately, the 2020 um, round of V8 Supercars at Barbagella Raceway uh, won't be going ahead. For these reasons, we know the reasons anyway, completely understand. But hey, you know what? In 2021, we'll be back bigger and better and we'll do something special when we get back there. There hasn't been any word, nothing at all. And I'm disappointed to say the least. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, Nico. You know, I mean, it's hard to say whether we're going to be back to normal in 2021. No, probably not. But it's yeah. just, a, just an acknowledgement to say, hey, we can't get there. We're missing you guys, missing the fans in WA. But, hey, we'll try and get back there as soon as we can. And, uh, you know, and when we do, we'll do something bigger and better. But there's been no- nothing. It's just the, the, the story has been around Bathurst going back a week, and that's going to be the finale. Completely understand. Completely understand. But you, I just you, think uh, Do you guys not, like, to me, having Bathurst as the last round, I've got to be honest with you, I, I kind of... I dig that idea. It's kind of like having the the, oh, the grand yeah. final of the MCG. You know what I mean? It's hmm. well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Bathurst used to be the penultimate round many moons yeah, ago? Yeah, it was about twenty or eighteen years ago. Maybe two thousand and four. It was. I can't remember the last yeah. time it was, but it, it was about sixteen, and then, fifteen years ago. We know, and then we sometimes would have one round after. Even being the second last round, it kind of felt pretty special. Hmm. But now they used to cram four other rounds at the end. You know. Do you guys not think that maybe they're just busy with other stuff? No, no. I'm not allowed to pick on Water Sporting Car Club. They do a lot for the state, and that's our only form of motor racing besides the Kelly Motorplex. I know they do a lot, and they are busy. But No, no, no. no. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the, the V8 supercar guys. Yeah, no doubt. I, mate, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, I dealt with the uh, Australian Sporting Car Club a while back. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big thing, like a big load on their shoulders oh, uh, having that event. Oh, it's at, huge. At the, yeah, at the track, you know. Mm. Uh, it, I would almost go as far as to say, I don't know about now, but back in those days, talking to the guys, it felt as though it was more of a burden than a bonus mm. uh, to, to have the event. I know that, that you know, we're, well, I mean, I don't go that often, but I've been a few times and it's great. It's huge. You know, it's, mm. it's, uh, and it's great for Western Australia. It's great for the, the local guys. Um, but it's kind of not like it used to be either. You know, uh, a lot of the local guys could run in their classes. Yeah. Now it's more of a touring circus. They kind of, mm. you know, it's like, give us the keys to the track and uh, we'll call you when we're done. 
And uh, yeah, he, yeah. by the way, you guys are going to clean the mess up. So <laughs> no, you are. You're exactly right. Like, so um, but... yeah, I, I, I mean, but I, I, I sort of feel we you're coming from Nick the the super. It's the responsibility of the supercars to uh, make an announcement regarding it or or, or something. Yeah, you, just you, to say, yeah. hey, Tasmania, Simmons Plains, Barbagallo, WA. Sorry, and Sydney as well. Can't get yeah. there. Really sorry, but hey. You know, we'll be back bigger and better in the near future. And we're going to do mm. something bigger and better. But anyway, it wasn't to be. And I understand the cost in quarantining. You know, to be fair, to be fair to them, I don't even know if they got the green light to come here from the WA government. They may have been knocked back. We should reach out to Paul Papalia, the sports minister. Sorry, not the sports minister, tourism, tourism minister, and find out if he can uh, shed some light on the situation as well. Perhaps they were knocked back as well and not not allowed entry. And again, completely understand, but some sort of yeah, because because they're not they're not the AFL. No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> not the, <laughs> they um they can yeah. sneak people in and under the the cloak of darkness. Yeah, your friends, your friends. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> what happened anyway anyway another v8 super oh, does she have to wear does she have to wear a bracelet now anklet no no i think i think she was um i think she has to just quarantine again for two more weeks and uh, oh, okay yeah and he was he was dropped from sydney suspended for the rest of the year so anyway hey um another news Archer Capital, they are wanting to offload the supercars. They're the, they're the majority shareholder of the supercars. And guess who's looking at buying it? ARG, the um, Australian Racing Group, are looking at buying it. That's headed up by Brian Boyd. And as of course, as we know, James Warburton as well. So that's a bit of a no-brainer. That will probably happen, I would imagine, next year. And augering in with that, we have a new free-to-air TV provider for the supercars. So Seven West Media. Welcome aboard. They are going to be, for the next five years, the free-to-air provider for supercars. And I believe that their free-to-air contract will be a little bit further and wider than Network 10's free-to-air contract. So that's great news for the sport. And are we going to get sued by them, Nick? Like... I don't think so. Why? We're, no, we're praising no, we're them. We're <laughs> praising James Warburton. He yeah. could be our owner one day, Simon. He could be our boss. Think of that. He could be. Mr. Warburton. <laughs> I've got to tell you guys, after watching the Wide World of Sports, I think the uh, the audio and the video quality that we're working with here, as well as the, the signage, is, uh, well and truly surpassing the guys at Channel 9 there. <laughs> oh, you said that before. I didn't know if you were going to run with that joke, but there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, look. Hey, um... I want to three from TMP. We haven't done it for a while. It's been a few weeks. We've had a few interviews, so we've skipped out on three from TMP, but it is back. Three from TMP. All right, three from TMP. We haven't done it for a few weeks. We've had guests on, so we've put we've parked the three from TMP, but we'll we'll we're back with vengeance this week. And uh, this week it's cars that are remembered for their part in major news stories. So one of the ones that I I thought of was um, it's actually come into the news just recently. But the two door LX Tirana with the two five three that Lindy Lindy and Michael Chamberlain had, if you recall back to when. Baby Azaria went missing back in the 80s. Um, 
uh, we remember seeing that yellow two-door Tirana, LX Tirana, and I guess it's, you know, become an almost um, an infamous, infamous car over the years. And they had to take that car practically right apart for forensic testing. That car is actually... Um, you can see that car at the National Motor Museum at the moment. It's, it was put, restored and put back together pretty much, well, original, and uh, is available to, to be viewed there at the National Motor Museum. So that was, that was the car that I, I remember. How about you guys? What did, what did you have, Simon? Nick, was, was that a genuine SS? No, no, no. I think it wasn't. It was, just a, no, was no. It, it was a V8, though. It was a yeah, 253. Yeah, 4.2. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, look, yeah. mate, it would be the thousands, the thousands of Commodore Utes that are continuously being shown doing burnouts caught by <laughs> hidden cameras, mobile phones. So to all of you out there uh, supporting the Hoon Society, uh, you know, well done, well done. Uh, most of them are white. Uh, I've noticed that. There's been, seems to be a trend there of white Commodore Utes, but... Yeah, it's very rare to see a Ford in amongst that. It's usually yeah. a Commodore Ute. So uh, there you go. <laughs> Pretty much any Saturday night, given anywhere in Perth almost, you know. So not that I'd know. <laughs> it's, but, you know. No, it's, it's national, Todd. They're, well, they're yeah, like, that too. You know, it's you guys national. know about the hidden cameras now, yeah? They've, been, they've had them for a while. Yeah. They've had them like yeah. in the hunting, the hunting cameras. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, they have them in the. They had them at. They had them at Barbagallo Raceway one year, when mm. uh, that um, people were leaving the track there, which was disappointing. But anyway, yeah, I, think, yeah. I believe believe you guys supplied them to the police, didn't no, you? It was was not <laughs> me. It was not me. So for anyone that, that uh, wants to set up those cameras uh, in their front yard to uh, catch unsuspecting hoons. Uh, contact Nick at Sylvan Australia. <laughs> <laughs> he has a full range of camouflaged uh, auto motion detecting cameras available. We do, but it wasn't me. <laughs> I actually, I, funny enough, I actually think I know the company that set them up at the time. But anyway, we'll uh, oh, they we'll got leave some that pearlers. There. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They got some pearlers. Oh no, it was no, actually I, like I, it was almost staged. Some of the video yeah. footage was awesome. No, no, and they um, put some up at the uh, zigzags in Kalamunda, and yeah. uh, consequently, the zigzag is now shut mm. to automotive traffic. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I read after that. years of petitioning from the locals and these hidden cameras that apparently caught weeks worth of footage, um, it's now a pedestrian walkway. The zigzag. You know, I, I, I went there once uh, with my <laughs> wife when we were dating. Mm. That's, That's really part sad. of the problem, Simon. It's also hey? shut because of people that are dating up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we weren't doing anything like that. I just oh, okay. It's an incredible view at the top of the zigzags. I don't know yeah. if anyone's yeah, been yeah. up there, but absolutely amazing at night. You can see all the Perth lights. It, it feels as though you can see from Joondal up to Mandra just about. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is an amazing view. And I read that on the weekend. I was, I was disheartened when I read that because I've been down with the XW a few times down the zigzag. But anyway, that's um, very sad news. There you go. Anyway, Todd, what was your... your um... Um, I'm going to go back a little bit on this one, actually. Uh, and I'll, forgive me if I get the name wrong. It was the... And I'm reading it in front of me. The Giulio Calotto. The Alfa Romeo... Giocattolo. Yeah, that's the one. Giocattolo, yeah. And um, I'm going to bring up a name. Uh, it was been driven by a... T 
Todd Wilkes, I think. Mm, Todd Craig, Wilkes, correct, yeah. yeah. Who was going the wrong way down the track at the time, but not on purpose. It was actually the way the race was being run. Uh, it was a uh, drag, was it drag or... I, no, I no, no, it was, it was a, a flying uh, kilometre, much the same. Right. Uh, As sort of a power cruise type thing. Uh, no, and, uh, more, like, um, more like race wars. Yeah, and he um, failed to make a turn and went into a concrete barrier. And the main reason yeah, I now, remember it <clears throat> at the Todd, time... He, yeah. he was a pioneer of the um, turbo movement in Australia. Yeah, certainly was. Um, and uh, one of the first to go, I believe, over a 1,000 horsepower at the wheels. Mm. Yeah. Um, way, way ahead of his time. Yeah. And uh, there is a lot of speculation that the throttle got jammed, that the yes. car was um, wrecked beyond any sort of forensic examination. Yeah. Uh, tragic, tragic story. Tragic story. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's why it rings in my head and why it, came, it actually came to me straight away when I saw the three from TMP. is because at the time I didn't know what one of those cars was and I can picture it in my head without even having to look at the computer. Like that's how much that hit me at the time. You know what I mean? Like I saw so many photos of that car. I can describe what it looks like without even looking at a photo almost 15 years later. So yeah, it was a very sad day. And I know it, it actually changed motor racing in Australia. Um, for a good, That'd be 20 years ago, Todd. According yeah. to the article got in front of me, 2001. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, okay. So 18. Uh, so... Yeah, but yeah, so there you go. If you'd like to see one of those cars for our listeners in WA, there's actually one at the Whiteman Park Motor Museum. So shout out to Patrick and the team at the Motor Museum. Yeah. There's actually one of those on display there amongst some great vehicles there. And um, if you haven't been to the Motor Museum at Whiteman Park, I urge you to get there ASAP. I walked through there last week. And it is magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. It's been a while since I've been there. Caught up with Patrick. And um, I really enjoyed my time there. And, uh, yeah, there's one of those there. So, anyway, thanks for that, Todd. Simon, that was, that was great. The Auto One Customer Loyalty Program, the Auto One Club, has been designed to provide privileges to loyal customers. Head on over to www.autoone.com.au and click on the club membership tab or alternatively head into your local Auto One store and ask about the benefits that come with being a loyal Auto One club member. While you're in the store, be sure to check out Auto One's extensive range of impact automotive garage tools, floor mats and coolant. The impact automotive range offers quality products at affordable prices. From a three ton heavy duty trolley jack to an adjustable mechanic seat. The Impact Automotive range has a garage tool that will suit your needs. The range has also well over 20 different types of floor and boot mats to suit your ride. They come in rubber or fabric with a PVC backing to stop slipping. Also in the range is an extensive choice of coolant. Whether it be pre-mixed or concentrate, the long life range of red and green Impact Automotive coolant is bound to have a product that suits your needs. To view the full range of Impact Automotive products, head on over to www.auto1.com.au or visit one of their stores. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with their team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. 
Motorplex, we are up and running. Calendar has been released. So this is great news. So I'm holding the picture of the calendar up there. So for all of our listeners, head to the Motorplex website and you can see, you can get your drag racing fix and um, some interesting events here that are shown in blue. So that is COVID border restrictions. They're, they're subject to, to, to COVID border restrictions being lifted. So there's the, the 2nd of January, which is the Aeroflow Outlaw Nitro Funny Car Meet. Uh, and then, of course, the test and tune for the Western Nationals, and which is on the 27th. That's on the 25th of Feb. And then the 27th of Feb and 28th of Feb is the Western Nationals. That's also in blue as well. So those events are subject to border restrictions being lifted. All the other events are locked in. So they are local events and uh, we're really looking forward to it. I don't know if you get a chance to have a look at the calendar, Simon, at all? No. Okay. All right. It's on the, <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you um, from my little well, interest in Targa, the first round of the rally sprint is there in, I want to say November, but I think it actually might be sooner. Yeah, so okay. the, the rally sprint is going to be off and ra- racing, so to speak, down at Quinana again. And they are very happy that they can go run down there. So. I must apologize. I've only got the drag racing dates here. I haven't got target rally sprint dates in there. So my apologies for that. I should be a bit more prepared. And Todd, just speaking of Targa West and all things Targa at the moment, um, it's now looking likely that the grand final will be held the same day as, as the Saturday yeah. Targa West. Um, however, it'll be likely it won't be in Western Australia now. It looks like that the grand final, the AFL grand final, that is, will be played at the Gabba at this stage as of recording Monday the 31st of August. Yeah. So will, do you think that'll have a, any sort of impact at all on, on the Targa West on the Saturday at all? Um, from, and uh, legitimately, I actually sat down with about 12 or more competitors the other night. Mm. All are still at 1.5 metres apart, just in case. And uh, they all don't, the exact words were, we don't give a toss. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they're not really AFL fans. Yep. They'll be running the event. Um, they were concerned if the AFL grand final was here on how much effect it would have on running the event. Mm. But uh, no, they, they're all systems go. Yeah. I haven't had yep. an official word from our friends, David or Ross yet. Um, I was kind of waiting to see if it was being held here. Because I know if it was being held here, that would make everyone jump up and down. So, no, it's looking yeah. likely. Gillam McLaughlin travelled to is travelling to Brisbane uh, tomorrow or the day after, and uh, he doesn't appear to have made plans to travel to Western Australia. So it looks yeah. like it's it's, and they're making an announcement this week. So the AFL, so it'll be likely to be in at the Gabba, um, which is which is great for for everyone in WA. Well, probably. Yeah. Sorry, I, let me rephrase that. It's great for our Targa West people um, because. It's, it was my concern wasn't the competitors. My concern wasn't the spectators. They will turn up. It was the people manning, yeah. um, you know, road closures and, and um, some of the volunteers. You know, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that they would throw the towel in to, to go watch the grand final, but I'm just saying that it, that was my concern with some of the road closures and would it be difficult manning those, um, those posts. But you know, yeah. if it's not going to be here, I don't think we're going to have that issue. And we're really looking forward to Targa West. I yeah, we say. are. Hey, guys, just to change gears a little bit here, I want to just chat quickly about um, the NHRA's statement that they made this week. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, and I know some of our listeners get quite quite in-depth with their political views. But the NHRA made an announcement this week 
um, they have banned or stopped political advertising on NHRA cars. Now, we've seen a few cars, Stevie Fast Jackson, one in particular, obviously a big Donald Trump supporter. Not obviously, I don't know, it shouldn't be obvious. I'm not saying it should, it is or it isn't, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, but he's obviously a Stevie Fast Jack. he's a Donald Trump supporter. How do you know and, it's not the other way around? Maybe oh, Donald Trump is a yeah, Stevie Yeah, he should Fast. be. <laughs> And uh, we've seen, you know, we, we've seen this over the over the period. So, but NHRA have come out. What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think the NHRA has has the ability to stop or stamp that out, or what, what do you think? You, you sign a contract when you mm. uh, race at an NHRA event, mm-hmm. and uh, you are considered no different to when you race at an Andrew event. You are considered mm-hmm. an employee. Uh, yeah. So there's a set of guidelines. No different to posting things on social media, etc. We need to shout out Sweet 16, No Mercy 11, running back-to-back. Cannot wait for this. Cannot wait. So, October, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to foot the bill for a pay-per-view. I'm for Donald. I'm going to flip. I'm going to get the pay-per-view. 9th to the 11th of October, we got Sweet 16. Uh, 15th to the 18th of October, so back-to-back at... South Georgia Motorsports Park, No Mercy 11. The lineup is huge. Cannot wait. Congratulations to Donald Long for getting not only, um, you know, the event, not only these two events, but the one he had earlier on in the year as well. Away. And it's, it's uh, quite a feat. And uh, hats off to, to Donald. I cannot wait for these two events. And he's got them back to back. It's going to be just a huge party at South Georgia Motorsport Parks that, for those couple of weeks. So we're really looking forward to that. 340s, Nick? 340s? Is it going to happen? I think so, yeah. I think so. (laughs) It's, um, you know, and I think a lot of guys will have the time, you know, there's there's been more time in Pro Mod this year. We found that the the Pro Mod season has kind of fizzled out into nothing due to unforeseen circumstances. So I reckon we'll have a, you know, I think a lot of guys will go shooting for the stars. I hope... uh, Marcus Burt literally doesn't go shooting for the stars. I don't know if you guys saw the photo of Marcus Burt's Corvette this week. Uh, Donald Long had done some Photoshop to it and put rocket propellers underneath it. It was going straight up in the air. <laughs> like we saw a few about a year ago at No Mercy 10. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's a, you know, big, big event. And uh, it's great to see where I'm really starting to miss drag racing now because it's, you know, we're going, we've gone on a considerable amount of time with not a lot of racing happening. So this will be great. And I'm looking forward to it. Before we wrap up, boys, there's a photo I wanted to share with you, Simon. This is from our friends at Auto One. They shared this today. So I'm just going to share this photo. Check this out and tell, tell me if you've ever thought of putting, doing this with your kids. That's actually a Corvair, Simon, 1960 Corvair. <laughs> You able to see that? <laughs> I I uh, I've got to tell you, Nick. I have seen this photo, and uh, that was actually a uh, option for the Corvair. So, for our listeners to the to the podcast on eighty eight point five FM and on and our podcast through iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher, we're just sharing a picture of a nineteen sixty Corvair, and the baby has been placed quite comfortably in between what's well, the parcel shelf and um it just goes on to say it's the warmest place in the car because that's a rear 
or a mid-mount engine vehicle. Rear-engined. Re Rear-engined. Rear yep. Yep. And the engine vibration lulls the baby. So, <laughs> and as you can see a photo there of a baby, I just had a good chuckle when our friends at Auto One shared that this morning. But you know, you know, Nick, um, I, when I was born, not that I can remember it, but but uh, I'm led to believe by people that were present at the time that um, I, I was brought home in my mother's arms. Mm. Right. So fast forward, you know, 50 years later and, and uh, uh, I have my first child and my wife uh, informs me that um, we're not allowed to leave. Now, we had all the right gear, but but uh, we're not allowed to leave the hospital uh, without the child being in a capsule. Hmm. Um, it's just amazing how much things have changed. Oh, and amazing. the irony of it is back in, you know, 19... 70 71 um you know th there was no safety equipment on the cars really i mean the the seat belts weren't uh you know self retracting or there was no airbags there was uh no side intrusion bars um no crumple zones etc 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 and you consider the technology that's on the cars now where they have auto braking lane deviation uh, you know, all these warnings and so on and so forth. And it's kind of ironic that, um, you know, they, they had zero um, safety for children back in those mm. days. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is but, crazy. <clears throat> but in some parts of the world, uh, like Germany, for example, you can play 20 euros and go mm. and kill yourself on a Nürburgring whenever you want. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, twenty four seven. Hey, I came back. Have you been Todd? Yeah, I thought I told you this. I um, I went in two thousand and eleven, and um, twenty twenty laps I did uh, of the Nurburgring over two days. Twenty laps of the full circuit. Yeah, over two 20. days. Yeah, and you're still alive. Yeah, and you're <laughs> what not were you in? A Volkswagen Sirocco. Oh, okay. And, yep. um, yeah, like, I did a decent lap time too. I've actually did a nine, nine something, which was bloody what quick for that car. What speed did you get up to? I only got up to 225 in the Sirocco because that's what it was limited to. Holy smoke. 225 but, kilometers an hour. Yeah, but I did go in a ride in a radical car, like a radical race car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we hit 240-something in an open open cockpit two-seater. And I, not many things in my life have scared me. I was scared. How many laps radical. did you do in that? Only one, and that was enough. Yeah, I convinced. I... Yes, yeah, so not many things scared me, but that did. So, Todd, Todd, while you were travelling at two hundred and twenty-five kilometres an hour, yeah, more than double our national <laughs> speed limit. Yeah, um, did you at any time touch your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I didn't. I don't even think I touched my nose or anything. I, my eyes were firmly on that track, and I had two hands on the wheels, and yeah. Todd, is you know. the spray paint still on the road? Like, is there still all that graffiti yeah. on the road? That is actually done almost daily. 
by yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Yeah. Um, actually, for sure. Um, some would argue that's a rite of passage. I think it's a waste of time. It does make the track slippery in some. That's what I was going to say. Does it not make and, it slippery? Yeah. yeah but um, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Right. Just hang on a second here. Yeah. Fellas. You're saying that that doing 240 <laughs> kilometers an hour in in a uh, open top vehicle, yeah, was was exciting to say the least. Yeah. 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 Okay. So can you imagine running out onto the track and spray painting <laughs> when you know that there's people going around that track in they excess do it at night. of 240 kilometers an no, hour? They, they normally do it at night when the track's shut. But um, oh, it is shut at night. There yeah. you go. Uh, and funnily enough, actually, I was talking to about it with a friend of mine the other day who I actually went to the Nürburgring back in 2011. Uh, just recently, um, the track was actually shut for a, mu- a large part of the day. And it's, and it's the first time it's happened in a few years. Whoever spray painted the track used this super, super duper bloody white, sticky, whatever paint. And they painted such a big picture overnight um, that it actually made the entire track surface unstable and they had three or four cars steer off on the first couple of sessions for the morning and consequently had to do an emergency retar of the track. Wow. Holy smoke. And apparently they are actually, funny enough, talking about cameras as well, um, there's multiple Nürburgring cameras at the moment, like tourist cameras. They've actually turned around and said, enough's enough. We're putting in a lot more cameras. We want to find and prosecute um, people for doing this because it shut the track and that's that's money like that's you know it's there incredible. you go yeah those, those <laughs> they, they need to do that at Adelaide International Raceway as well what was that I said they need to do that at Adelaide International Raceway <laughs> okay well there was a there was a, a massive diesel spill there a few years ago just after yeah. the track had had gotten going again, and they basically had to resurface the track overnight. Yeah. Do you remember when that happened, Nick? No, I don't. No. No. It was around uh, probably a year before the Thunder 400 uh, thing started mm. when Reno took over running the track over there. Yep. Um, yeah, someone had broken into the facility and basically poured diesel from the start line to the finish line. Hmm. I vaguely remember you telling me, but I don't actually remember remember happening. I do remember you telling me, but um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago, was it? No, no, mm. no. It was a tragedy because you know Adelaide had been starved for drag racing for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, I believe uh, on that note, I believe Calder is uh, resurfaced. Uh, they're just working on a section of the return road. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, Andra is hoping to have both those tracks up and running ready for when the COVID restrictions mm. um, get released. And the guys at Street Machine, big shout out to the guys at Street Machine. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah, they're looking forward to running the next uh, drag challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, God willing and uh, um, Premier willing. Mm. Uh, I, I hope that we can make it with the taxi to finally take on the big FG. Take on Scotty. Scotty, the, the, the ride share versus the taxi. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. 
Hey guys, we might bring this one to a close. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to catch more, you can catch our weekly motorsport wrap. It's, uh, you'll find that on iTunes, Stitcher as well. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. And to all of our listeners on 88.5 FM, thanks for tuning in as well. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.